breaking barriers. Do you need some inspiration to take your life to the next level? Are you ready to propel or change your career? How about branch out and start something completely new? Well, guess what? You are in the right place. Come laugh with us, come learn with us, as we hear the personal stories of failures and successes from amazing women who will inspire you to take action. So I'm so excited. We're launching our podcast, Breaking Barriers, and we thought that what a great way to kick it off would be myself and my incredible co-founder, Shannon Nicole, to join you on a podcast. So thank you so much, Shannon, for for joining me and hey. kicking it off. Isn't so it crazy? Exciting. It is. What a it's journey. Been a crazy ride, absolutely. And I wish I was there to give you a big hug in your beautiful in your beautiful face and you look amazing. Oh, so do you. And I know I this COVID is like I really miss that connection. Absolutely. I miss our whiteboarding sessions. Oh my goodness. Just to have you know what? Just to be together in the same office would be amazing. I mean thank goodness for for Zoom and all of the technology that we have, but it's not the same. Definitely. So we, we're so excited, you know, our, the, the goal of the Breaking Barriers podcast was really to be able to reach out to, to women and uh, leaders and, you know, as they're growing in their career and to be able to provide them with some inspiration and insight and, and really be able to hear other people's journeys. So we thought that why don't we kick off our podcast by sharing our own journeys of how we got here. And let me tell you, it was not a straight road, was it, Shannon? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Absolutely not. All over the map. It wasn't even, you know, in the same area, just all over the place. <laughs> so we're so ha- happy that you're here and we hope that you enjoy our journey. And, you know, really, it started, we met, maybe would it be 15 years ago? No, no, it was 20 years ago. It almost 20 now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 20. Wow. Okay. So that was a (laughs) long time ago. (laughs) Let's, let's start out though. Before I, I share where we met, what was it that you wanted to be when you grew up? Well, you know what, there are a lot of things. And I I don't think you even know some of this. So this will be really interesting. And I'm curious to hear yours, your answers as well. Um, When I was in grade school, I I wanted to be a teacher for a very, very long time. I wanted to be a teacher. And then I got into high school. And I did really, really amazing at fashion. So it was sewing and some design work. And so I ended up actually going to college for fashion. So I, well, I wanted, so I wanted to be a designer, but I didn't know you needed a portfolio. So then I thought, okay, what else can I do in that space? And so there was always the the merchandising and the marketing and promotions. So that's what I ended up going to school for. Although I got somehow accepted to the Ryerson design program without having a portfolio. And I thought, oh, I could totally say yes and go, but I can't draw. My little stick men would <laughs> not, be, not be cutting it. 
Although I did say, I did see you draw some uh, beautiful, when you said the fashion, I remember a time when we were in Calgary. Do you remember driving through the mountains and it was a long, and you had a book with you and you were drawing a beautiful dresses and things like that. So I kind of, I remember that. So that, that does connect. Yeah. Interesting. I forgot about that. I forgot about that whole entire trip. Wow. Uh, And you know what? And and I've also, I guess my dad was a businessman growing up and he always had a lot of freedom to do his own thing. And so business was always in the back of my mind because I I liked that it, I mean, you work very hard, but you also get to play hard as well. So, but yeah, started off teacher, fashion designer, and then entrepreneur was kind of my stages. That's amazing. you? So for me, it's, you may not even have any clue, but I actually initially wanted to be a police officer. Well, no. actually going way, way back, I, I actually saw the sound of music and uh, it scared me so much that uh, certain things could happen to somebody that I wanted to be a nun. <laughs> Because I thought I could go live in a, wow, I was really young. I don't know, maybe, maybe my youngest, maybe Ethan, my youngest child's age. And I thought if I'm a nun, then I can go live in a monastery and nothing bad will happen to me. (laughs) Well, that clearly didn't happen. Um, (laughs) I wanted to be a police officer, but then I also had a passion for writing. And so I initially took journalism and when I got into the course and then I started talking to people that have jobs in journalism and realized that it's a long road and that I maybe was more passionate about business that uh, I ended up switching into public relations and then going into um, marketing and then ultimately business um, so it was kind of a weird journey for me. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you know this, but, you know, and I'll share with the audience that when I was 17, I had uh, ovarian cancer. And so I went through an entire year of chemotherapy and being in the hospital one week on, two weeks off, and then going back to school and then I was not supposed to be able to have children and I ended up having a baby at 19. And so it was also very challenging at that point of any dreams. I had the the drive to, to make something of myself and to make sure that I can take care of the kids and, you know, my, my child at the time. And um, so, but my shift focused more to how do I get my education and balance being a single, being a mom and, you know, those types of things. So it kind of changes over time. And how did, how did you balance all of that? Uh, you know what, at the time I never thought of how to balance it. I just thought of, I need to get it done. Okay. And so there was times where I remember that, you know, I'd be feeding the baby and have a book in the hand. Like I always had my books with me. I always, I wasn't able to experience the the fun life of going to, to school and, to, and, you know, because it was always any additional time that I had, I had to study and I had to keep, you know, be really serious about it and make sure that I made every amount of time I could, because you never know, like, 
it, you could have a test the next day and baby wakes up at three o'clock and well, then, you know, you're exhausted or you can't study because you've been, you know, the uncertainty of things, right? Yeah. Well, that's, you know, something I've always admired about you is you always are, you're very dedicated and you're, you're very driven and very focused. And I really admire that about you. Oh, thank you. So let's, let's jump to where we met. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So from my perspective, how I arrived at, uh, we won't say the firm, but it's, how you describe it is uh, a company that uh, focused on helping companies go public. And so we were responsible for writing business plans, helping them to uh, raise capital and to grow. And so for me, how I arrived there was uh, I needed some side jobs, a side hustle to make some extra money. (laughs) So I started writing business plans and then I ended up getting, now this is an interesting point for those that are, you know, deciding what to do with their career and making major decisions. I had actually received an offer to go full-time in that firm or to take a job in the government. And it was actually, I'd been given the job. I had actually said yes. Um, and it was going to be in healthcare. So my very first job was actually in public relations at the That's right. hospital. And then this job was going to be in the province, uh, provincial government, provincial level in healthcare again. And um, I look back and I feel like, wow, I had the insight to realize if that was not my passion, I better not take that job because then you're pigeonholed in a way of your healthcare. And I decided instead to go rogue and (laughs) (laughs) it was definitely rogue. (laughs) Take the job at uh, this other firm. So, and that's where we met, right? So, how did you end up sort of arriving Um, at that? So, there was uh, some businesses that my dad was working with, and uh, there were some things going through the owner. And the owner had mentioned that he needed some help with um, with writing some business plans and getting some new business coming in. And I had just taken. Uh, a venture entrepreneurship training program through uh, through the government and had gotten a grant for a business that I was going to to start. And uh, my my dad came to me and said, "Hey, well, there's this opportunity as well. Would you like to pursue it?" And at that time, I was young, and I thought, "Hey, you know what? I'm I was willing to just throw myself into anything and see what came of it." So that's where I found myself was uh, me and you. <laughs> yes. I was so glad you're there. Um, So, you know, I really, and even in the interviews that we've conducted so far and and listening to other people's stories, I really do believe that organizations have changed a little bit because certainly the environment that we were in at that time was not conducive to supporting women. Would you say that? Absolutely not. Absolutely. It was, you know what? So I think that the larger companies are doing a, a better job of supporting women and um, being a welcoming environment for women. But I still think that there are those those small organizations out there that that might be getting away with some of the same unfortunate uh, situations that are I think that they're still happening. I think that they're definitely still happening. When we we were young and I remember, you know, we had our own conversations about what was happening, but it was never voiced. We never went and said, you know, Hey, we don't like this, you know, could, could 
this situation not happen again. It was just you and I sort of sticking together while everybody carried on and continued the way that they did every day. Yeah. And I think I look back and I think that, you know, there's certain factors in our decision to do that. I think that it wasn't as prominent in terms of what's acceptable and what's not. And it just wasn't spoken about. Plus we were young and we were learning and we were taking advantage of the fact that uh, we were given lots of latitude to be able to take on any projects because a lot of people didn't necessarily want to work. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. And you know, and that was the exciting part as well. I mean, I worked on some of the, the biggest media campaigns, even still to this day, while I was at that firm, you know, it was you and I spearheading the whole entire yeah and having to figure everything out and that was fun that was exciting it was a great it was a great experience as far as the work goes the environment not so much yeah and you bring up a really good point about the just having to figure it out and I think we learned that and I think even to this day now that we've started our own business um having to just figure it out helps us a lot. I remember days of like walking into the office and being like, okay, you're going to have to um, help evaluate the the value of this business. And like, what? Like people go to school and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, why do I not know how to do this? And how could it really be that hard? And <laughs> I yes, remember I know. books. Yes. Yep. You're like, this is what we're doing today, Shane. And I said, oh, good. <laughs> How do we do that? <laughs> I think those experiences helped us a lot. And so, you know, there was a point that where we got to where we just couldn't take it anymore. And, you know, that there were certain times where you just have to stand up and decide, okay, this is not my values. This is not for me. And so for me, it was, I made the decision then to go back to school. And in order to go back to school and get my MBA, I needed, and I was a single mom at the time, I needed to be able to have that um, safety. So I, w- I ended up going back into government or going into government for the first time in economic development and taking like a massive pay cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and just so that I'd have that stability and I could go back to school. And so don't you find in, do you, in your career as well, there's certain points where you just have to make major changes, even though it feels like you're going backwards a little bit? Absolutely. So from leaving the firm, I remember that there was about a two week time frame where one of us was left there alone. I forget who it was, but we were, we made sure that one wasn't going to be left without the other. And we were leaving at the same time. So I felt really good about that. What I ended up doing after that was a lot of consulting. So I was doing going into all different types of businesses and doing consulting. And where I found, I was really finding my passion was in the marketing and advertising avenue. So that was my favorite part of writing the business plans and going in and revamping an organization was that was my favorite part. So I found myself, you know, for the next 10 years, kind of journeying, journeying down the, the advertising avenue, marketing, That's advertising. Amazing. Yeah. And, and also I, I know that you were engaged in a lot of businesses as well and helping with, so you have that entrepreneurial spirit, which is amazing. And I think that's where we've always, like we were instant friends, instant connections, you know, yeah. we can yeah. almost read each other's thoughts. So this is amazing. <laughs> Certainly in my journey, I was, I had started a business with my husband. We, it was quite successful. We ended up selling it. 
Then I ended up going back into economic development. It was when my father passed away unexpectedly. He died in a motorcycle crash and I was never able to say goodbye. And so it was a whole, you know, it really hit me hard. I started to reflect back on what I want to accomplish in life and my purpose. And I remember posting something. I made the decision that I was going to leave my uh, my role as the director of economic development and start a new business. And I remember I put a post out there about it. And then that's how we reconnected again. Yes. Yeah. So when you had posted that post, I mean, I hadn't talked to you in, I mean, forever. I hadn't talked to you in a really, yeah. really, really long time. Kept in touch here and there. But when I saw the post, I was like, oh, that sounds great. I wonder what she's doing. <laughs> and it just, I mean, sat down. He said, well, first off, we talked on the phone and he said, why don't you come on down and I'll tell you a little bit more about the business. And at that point in time, it was positivity. Yeah. And then I came down, sat down, talked with you for, I don't know, a couple hours in, in the front office. And we were like, okay, let's get started. Let's do it. <laughs> That's kind of our attitude about everything, right? Yes, exactly. And so it's really interesting. So for those that aren't aware, we started a company called Positivity. And this is a great lesson in how sometimes you have to fail forward. I had had an experience where I wanted to, I was in a point in my career in my life where I knew I needed a shift, but I didn't know how to do it or which direction to go. And so I had gone on a retreat and it really helped me take the time for myself to refocus and to be able to get clarity in the sense of purpose and some direction as to how to move forward. And I thought, oh my gosh, like there's so many women that are really so busy in their day-to-day lives that with their career and at home and for them to be able to have a break and to be able to go to a retreat. That was something. And certainly with all of your skills as well, in terms of being able to make sure that people are having a healthy lifestyle and. Well, that was just it, right? So originally it was that I was coming on to sort of be the, the health and wellness person for the retreats. I remember we worked together for maybe a month. And then you, I was hired on as, as, as staff and you were like, yeah, forget it. We're partners now. Yeah. Let's, let's go. <laughs> I couldn't see it any other way because we're just, this was a baby that we're building and growing together. Right. And yeah. so, you know, absolutely. And so for us, what was amazing, and this was, again, a big lesson learned for us is we developed the programs and we made all of the connections and set everything up. But it was a big eye opener. And I don't know how you felt, too, for to realize that even based on all of our research, the women want it, but they're not giving themselves permission or the time to be able to dedicate to going away for a weekend. Absolutely. And I mean, that comes with, I, I think that's 90% of women, right? It's it's the guilt of not being there for your family. It's the guilt of spending money on yourself. I think that women are getting better mm-hmm. at allowing themselves more time and space, especially during this COVID era, just a, not feeling guilty about having your kids downstairs playing video games and just letting that guilt go and focusing on your own health and wellness 
which I love that there's been a shift in focus towards that now where, you know, looking after yourself first is the most important thing. Because if you don't do that, then nothing else is going to work. Oh, absolutely. And so now we're, you know, now we're at a great place where we've, you know, shifted. And again, that's a a great example of when you're building a business that you have to recognize what's going well and what's not. And, and really what it does is it, I would say every, everything that we've learned has actually led us to this point. And so, you know, any potential failures, you can't allow that to really impact your way we just of thinking. Do a pirouette and go the other direction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's okay. Next, let's go. And I think yeah. that's why I like. I'm so grateful for you as a, to be able to have that like positive energy. Because when when I'm down, you're up and you're helping me, or vice versa, and we kind of move it together in that direction, right? Yes, I fully, I fully agree, and I love that. To be able to ebb and flow with what comes and take in different ideas and different thoughts. And even our whiteboarding sessions, when, you know, we come from different areas, different perspectives, and we're able to build that together, that is fascinating and fun. And it's really great to see what comes out of it. I think that's one one incredible value of having uh, individuals with different perspectives and and thoughts and being because I do feel like when you're able to integrate those, you actually get the best product. Absolutely. And so even pre-COVID, we were planning on uh, and getting move shifting all of our programs. So we have a series of programs, one geared towards the organization, helping them close the gender gap. Our primary one is helping women in their 30s, early 40s, late 40s uh, to really develop their career, help them to get to that next level and help them in their every area and aspect of their life and then coaching. So we're, we're transitioning all of those to going online, but I look back and think, wow, we were, we started that pre COVID. So hopefully, you know, that's some intuition that we were following. Absolutely. I remember, I remember that phone call. It was, it was just after new year's in January and I called you and I said, ah, you know what? I, I think we need to change. And you said, me too. And I said, <laughs> yeah. well, I think we need to take our programs from being in person to online. Me too. That's exactly what I was thinking. And it, it is great because there is that, that flow and that intuition again between us to follow that. And like you said, that was pre-COVID. That was in January. And so, you know, we got a little bit of a head start. And then when, when COVID hit, unfortunately, it was like we went in the right direction. We were going in the right direction. So it was good to follow that gut instinct and just go for it. And so, and now launching uh, this podcast. So we've been pre-taping and we have a number of episodes already completed. It's been amazing to hear the stories of so many different women. And I feel like just even if you're, you're wanting inspiration or you're wanting, you're, you're at a point in your life and you're not sure which direction, being able to hear those stories is so valuable. Our listeners, you guys are going to be so excited about the, about all of the guests that we have for you. These women are just incredible. And again, their advice 
and their thoughts and their ideas. It is just, it is so helpful and it's definitely going to help you on your journey. And I'm still learning new things. I mean, I always want to learn new things and keep growing. And just listening to some of these women is super, super inspiring. And I'm really excited also. So we're going to also be sharing incredible guests with you, but then we're also going to be Shannon and Jennifer sharing some insights <laughs> and hopefully having some fun along the way because we have a lot of fun. I think that if uh, one bit of advice, if you're going to pick partner to work with, you definitely have to enjoy spending time with them. And <laughs> Yes, yes, because it is a lot of time. Some of the questions that we're asking our guests that I thought would be great for our, the two of us to discuss as well is, do you have any advice as for how you balance work and life and a mental well-being perspective, how you manage the situation right now that we're facing? So it's tough. It's tough. I've got three young kids at home. My husband works full time. He's out of the house. So it's me and the kids and working full time. And as I mentioned a little earlier, it's about letting go of that guilt about knowing that, you know, we need to do what we need to do. And the kids are not going to die if they play video games for a day or two. You know, there's okay, that happened. Yes, it did. You played all day yesterday and all day the day before, but today you're at grandma's swimming. So I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right. I think that just finding that balance in, okay, so I've done nine to five this day, nine to five that day. And then on the weekends, I drop everything and I spend all of my time with the kids or I, I I make sure. So for me, I cannot not exercise. I have to leave the house for at least an hour a day. I need yeah. to go for a walk, sit in my backyard. I need to be, be by myself in order just to, to think or to even just to talk on the phone to you or to my sister about non-work related things, just stuff. Um, I think that carving out that little space for yourself is really important. And I think asking for help too. So my, my parents and my in-laws, asking them to take the kids, asking, asking to my spouse to, you know, I need time right now. So you come home and I get dinner and now I need to work for, for a couple hours. So the house is yours. Right. Yeah. So I think it's just keeping those levels of communication of what you need. And it's not always going to be perfect. Yesterday, Tony looked at me and I was sitting in a chair with my eyes closed and he goes, what are you doing? I said, having a silent mental and emotional breakdown. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so then did he back away? He goes, I thought you were sleeping. And I was like, nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a silent breakdown. I think it's so get your phone, go listen to some tunes, go for a walk, get out, leave. And I said, Great. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> I think the fresh air, it does it it definitely does wonders to get out. I think even music, like I think all of us had those certain I actually created a COVID soundtrack (laughs) yeah and it's all that music that when I put it on I like start to move and like I'm feeling good and I think it's also I look every day at I start my day by writing out everything that I need to do that day or goals and I notice like I never get all of them done and it's like starting to be more realistic with, okay, I'm going to write maybe three things that I uh-huh. want to accomplish so that I don't feel like 
And that's a really great point too, is to, to not have those expectations of yourself all the time. And if you didn't achieve that one particular, oh, well, it's not the end of the world, right? So that's a really good point you bring up is just cutting yourself some slack. So I'm so excited about this. We're definitely going to be uh, covering a lot of different topics. We'd love to hear from our audience as well as to if there's any topics that you'd like to hear from. We would love to hear from you as well. We really want to make this an interactive experience. And I think we have a lot to share and hopefully we can bring a lot of fun to your life. So when you need that mental break where you're going for a walk around the block, hopefully you're listening to our podcast. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Turn us on. The best is yet to come. We're just getting started. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Shannon. It was so great to have this chat today. It's awesome. And uh, to many more. Yes. If I had my wine, I would give you a cheers. Here, I have my water. Cheers. (laughs) I'd also like to take an opportunity to thank our listeners for listening to our first episode of Breaking Barriers. Thank you for listening to Women Leadership Nation's Breaking Barriers podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and share the stories of inspiration and encouragement to women all around the world by forwarding it to a friend. We want to help you continue to learn and grow. Visit WLNAcademy.com for additional resources, guides, training opportunities, and sign up to keep in touch so we can let you know the exciting things that are happening next. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, keep breaking barriers.